This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. It's been a great summer for traveling once again. I went back to Toronto. I visited St. Thomas. And our Reset producers have been on some wonderful trips everywhere from South Carolina to South Africa. But if you've spent way more time in the airport than you planned, you aren't alone. Nearly one in four flights this summer have been delayed and almost 3% have been canceled. So what is causing so many delays? And most importantly, what are you, the traveler, entitled to? A refund? A free meal? A hotel room for the night? Well, the U.S. Department of Transportation has decided to step in and inform passengers of their rights with the creation of a new online dashboard. Joining us now with more is David Shaper, He's transportation correspondent for NPR. He will be heading out to O'Hare this morning, reporting on a protest by pilots. Hi, David. Welcome back to Reset. Hi, Sasha. Thanks for having me on. So before we talk about this new website, David, I know, as I said, you're heading out to the airport this morning. Talk to us about why these pilots are protesting in the first place. Well, the pilots want to bring attention to a lot of uh, the problems that they've been seeing at their airlines. I mean, and this is not just one local unit for one airline that's protesting. It's uh, uh, really the pilots for almost all of the airlines are are out doing what they call informational picketing. They want to let travelers know and put pressure on the airline's management to uh, to basically, you know, clean up their act and get the get get planes and crews operating at a, at, a, at a more efficient level so there aren't so many flight, flight delays and cancellations. I think the, the, the underlying issue here for a lot of the pilots is that something that we don't see when there are flight delays and cancellations. We think of our own misery. Mm-hmm. But that also affects the pilots, too, and their quality of life. I mean, they're only allowed to fly uh, so many hours per day and so many hours per month. Uh, but at the same time, with the, the just, you know, like the, constant changes to the schedule. It, it, it creates havoc on the pilot schedule and, and the, the time that they're at home and the time that it really affects their quality of life. And so they, they want, I think, want to tell passengers, hey, we feel your pain. We're in the same boat. And they yeah. want to send a strong message to management that uh, that they're not happy with the way things are going. Yeah, part of, uh, you know, these getting these planes to operate at a more efficient level, as you explained, is definitely making sure that the pilots' schedules are under control as well. Talk to us more about why these delays and, and cancellations have been so common, especially this summer. What, what's what's been happening behind the scenes? First of all, they they were overly optimistic when when there was a big there've been you know little surges of of air travelers coming back uh, over the, the the Christmas New Year's holiday period last year, uh, certain winter you know holiday weekends certainly spring break, uh, and, and and looking ahead to summer, bookings were going up. And so the airlines, had, which had published these robust schedules saying, yeah, but, you know, early on, they do this almost a year in advance, uh, were suddenly caught without enough uh, pilots, without enough flight attendants, without enough maintenance and, and mechanics uh, to, to meet the demand of keeping all these planes in the air. And so uh, it just became a it kind of snowballed. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I actually just took a flight uh, earlier this month that I had booked way back in March. Mm-hmm. And, and the airlines, actually, the airline that we flew had to change the schedule uh, and actually change the plane that we flew to accommodate the fact that they had cut other flights to that destination. Wow. And now they needed a bigger plane to accommodate all the passengers that they had, you know, uh, pushed off of one flight and now had to make up and put them on another. So Jeez. 
And, and then they have to find a pilot who's certified to fly that bigger plane as opposed to the smaller jet that they, they were planning. It's just, a, it's just one of those things that cascades and snowballs. It's a domino and, effect. And a domino effect, and, and especially you throw a little bad weather in there, and they, they have very little margin for error. And we've had a lot of lot of storms that have wreaked havoc on, uh, on yeah. air travel this summer. Well, as we mentioned up top, the transportation department's announced that uh, there's a new online dashboard for passengers. It shows the commitments that airlines have made to their passengers in the event of a delay or cancellation. Tell us more about the dashboard, David, and what does it look like? Yeah, so it, 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 it kind of looks like a matrix. I mean, it depends on, on which part of it you're looking at. It's first just a link to the website that um, uh, the, the DOT maintains that first and foremost spells out what your rights are and what the uh, airlines are required to do if they cancel a flight. And this has been a big bone of contention for a lot of travelers since the pandemic began because a lot of people uh, either had the airlines cancel their flights because they had booked prior to the pandemic and were thinking that they're going to travel. Uh, and, and either they canceled or the airlines canceled their flights and they're, they're like, hmm, uh, where's my refund? Mm. Well, if the airline cancels the flight before you do, uh, they owe you a refund, absolutely, and um, you can take points or miles or whatever it is instead, or you could rebook on a different flight. But if they cancel that flight, they owe you a cash refund right then and there. Um, and, and that's something that the airlines have not always been very um, forthcoming about telling passengers yes. because they'd rather keep that revenue in their pocket. Uh, so, so it explains those rights that are under the DOT's rules that are under federal law. And beyond that, uh, and, and they kind of use this as a, as a little way to prod the airlines to be better uh, about things. I, I, I interviewed uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg last week about this, and he says there are a lot of things we think that, that, that aren't codified in rules and regulations, but that they think airlines ought to do if there is a delay or cancellation and it's the airline's fault. It's because of these scheduling problems, not because of the bad weather, not because of an air, uh, because of an air traffic control issue. If it's the airline's fault, uh, the, the DOT believes that people should get um, meal vouchers or, yes. or cash or something to, to cover a meal if they're stuck at the airport for three hours or longer, um, uh, waiting for a rescheduled flight or waiting for that flight to finally take off. And if they're stranded overnight, they should get hotel accommodations if it's the airline's fault. Yeah. And just by prodding, just by saying, hey, we're going to do a dashboard and we're going to let people – it is this kind of grid that you could kind of uh, compare the airlines side by side. They're listed in alphabetical order, and this one will give you a meal voucher. This one won't. This yeah. one will. This one will. And, and the, way it, the, the way it has, has uh, happened, the Department of Transportation is saying, since we said we're going to do this, they're rolling it out today – now, uh, most airlines have actually agreed to make these uh, customer service commitments to their cust customers um, just simply because of this prodding by the, by the Department of Transportation. Well, as, as you mentioned a couple times there, David, you know, the airline's fault. I, I want to make the, the distinction because it's important to remember that though uh, these commitments are, are in the event of a controllable delay or cancellation, right? Remind us what a controllable delay control. or an uncontrollable one is. Well, so uh, a, a controllable delay is uh, if you just simply don't have enough, uh, you know, staff to operate the flight and, and to get it out on time. Um, uncontrollable is something like a storm that is delaying planes. You know, the FAA has slowed the number of flights taking off and landing. Now, you get into some, some you know, 
semantics here. Uh, we could have storms in, in New York or, or hitting the East Coast and delaying a bunch of flights there. The flights are late coming to O'Hare or Midway, and then the planes uh, continue to be delayed because the airline just doesn't have enough, uh, you know, maybe some pilots timed out and are no longer able to keep flying. Now they have to scramble and find some new pilots. Well, because other pilots are stranded in New York, uh, they may not have a a enough flight crew members yeah. here to, to replace them. And that, okay, so who's, is, is that an act of nature? Is that the airline's fault? And it, it does get difficult from time to time, but the Department of Transportation says the number one reason for flight delays and cancellations this year so far has been because of the airline, and it's their fault, and it's, it's their scheduling problems, it's their operational issues, mechanical issues with the planes, uh, just maybe not having enough equipment and crews to operate the schedules that they, they wanted to operate. You're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking about the huge wave of flight delays this summer. Nearly a quarter of flights were late, and more than 2% were canceled. With us is David Shaper, who's a transportation correspondent for NPR. David, Midway Airport, that's apparently one of the worst airports in the country when it comes to delays. I'm, I'm seeing nearly 40% of flights out of Midway were delayed this summer. What is oh. it about Midway? Uh, well, you know, the major operator at Midway is uh, Southwest. Southwest claims it's not really a hub-and-spoke airline. Um, it's, it's more direct destination to destination. But to the extent that uh, you know, Southwest does have hubs, Midway is 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 one of the biggest, and um, so they've got a lot of traffic going through there. And um, you know, I think Southwest has been been hit with just the same kinds of problems that uh, that all the airlines have, and it just seems to be magnified because that's the one place you have planes coming from really every direction, mm-hmm. and then going out in every direction. And you know, once they've only got one runway that they're using at a time, and once planes are backed up on that runway, it, it takes a lot longer to catch up because they can't spread that traffic out uh, across uh, several runways. Yeah. So once you start getting delays there, it uh, it just snowballs and it, 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 it continues to grow and the problem gets, gets worse and worse, particularly as the day goes on. Uh, I, I wonder if we, if we broke down the numbers, if we'd see not many delays and cancellations early in the day, but late in the day. Mm-hmm. And that's one one tip. If you're booking travel, it's always better to book early than late. Absolutely. Because, you know, the airlines haven't had the operational problems catch up to them early in the morning. So yeah. Late in the afternoon. My mom taught me that one. She's always, mm-hmm. she's a morning flight person for sure. Um, uh, and I'm not. So I <laughs> just, yeah. You know, I hate having like, to get up for that early Less chance of them canceling on you. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, you will be interviewing pilots today who are demonstrating, like you said, against these crazy schedules and and so forth. What are you hoping to learn from them, David? You know, one of the things I want to learn is how these schedules really affect their quality of life. And and I want to talk to them about how is it that, you know, apparently complaints about fatigue are are really up significantly this year, maybe double or triple what they would normally be. And um, when, when a pilot feels that they haven't had enough rest, they can't fly. And, and there are good safety reasons for that. Um, uh, and, and, I, and I think that that's also contributing to the problem of the airlines running schedules, you know, to, to, to the max uh, and, and on time 
is that they've had an unusually high number of pilots who, who are reporting that they are unable to fly, either because they're not getting enough rest, and that means they may have to be traveling to a certain destination the night before their flight in order to fly from, you know, city A to city B the next day. Uh, and, and, and just the way the schedules have worked out, it's just, you know, maybe they're all over the clock. You know, they have one week where they're flying all red eyes, and then the next week it's all late uh, afternoon flights. Uh, American Airlines pilots say that they're actually proposing uh, changes to the scheduling system, to the way their airline was about um, the scheduling, that they uh, are not just complaining that they, they feel like they have solutions, but they want to bring the airline to the table and they, and they want to try to pressure them to, to sit down with them and talk to them about how they can make things operate better. It's, it's kind of an interesting conundrum that the airlines are in. I mean, overall, they've just been too ambitious in trying to yeah. gear up for this and schedule up for this you know, big surge in demand. We've all been itching to travel for a long time, and this summer was it, or so we thought, and, and now we're beset by problems. David Shaper is a transportation correspondent for NPR. Thank you so much for making time for us, David.